It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Sharks and Wild set to face off for the eighth and final time this regular season. A lot on the line for the Minnesota Wild. If they can win, they can punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup playoffs and join the Vegas Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche who have already clinched postseason berths in the Honda West. Here's Ryan Suter, and he scores on the first shot of the game, beats Martin Jones over the shoulder, and it's 1-0 Minnesota. The start was a disaster right from the first shift, the first goal. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, we're fighting for our lives and to, to be down one nothing on the first shot of the game, which, you know, was a, was a horrible goal. You know, I think it took some wind out of our sails, but that's that's an excuse as well. I think we you have to be able to rebound. You got 59 more minutes to play, and I don't think we did a good job of coming back from that adversity. Um, you know, as the game went on, we got better, but uh, you know, for a team that played last night in LA, um, we didn't make hard enough on them in the beginning of the game, and then we looked like you know we we're bobbling the pucks, we weren't making plays, we weren't executing, and then you know I think they had six shots, three goals. Just it's uh, you know we need we need better than that, and uh, um, just better start. All right, good morning, guys. That was a game of hockey last night, for lack of a better term. I don't know about you, but I was not expecting the Sharks to go down three to nothing. I was not expecting them to go down one nothing, 19 seconds into the game. I mean, my God. I'm just sitting there, and that, that's what I say. When I watch the game, whenever the Sharks have some sort of an abysmal moment, I just go, oh, my God. And I don't even know. I, I, I get surprised by it. Like, that's the thing. I, I'm still surprised by how poorly they can play at moments. And like like we all know, we're 47 games into this. It's not like these mistakes that the teams are making are should be shocking me. But I think it's just you're still surprised because it's a veteran team and you don't expect them to be having this lack of intensity at the start. You don't expect them to be making these missed assignments, these this poor puck management, all these things that we're seeing. It's like we're 47 games in. How are these mistakes still happening? And that's that's the thing that gets me right now. I mean, I just don't have an answer for it. And we're going to get into some of the postgame sound a little bit. And Logan Couture doesn't know why it's still happening. And Bob Bugner doesn't know why it's still happening. But it's still happening. And I know it's the wear and tear and the grind. But the Sharks, in games where they've had rest recently, an extra day or two, they come out with worse performances. And that's completely counterintuitive to everything that I would think you would see with a hockey team. You would think, okay, they got some rest. There's going to be some more bounce in their legs. There's going to be some more energy. There's going to be some more yada, yada, yada. They're down 3 nothing in the first period. And I just sit there going, what on earth is happening? Because I know I've been coming in with the uh, scores from other teams and highlights, and it feels 
inappropriate to do that to you or would feel patronizing, I guess, is the term to come in and say, hey, guys, we've lost eight in a row. Let me tell you about that playoff chase. Because right now it just doesn't feel like that's happening. I know we are not mathematically eliminated, but it just doesn't feel realistic. And I don't want to be a homer to that extent, nor do I think any of my bosses want me coming out and saying like, hey, guys, everything's great. There's an eight-game losing streak, but we're not mathematically eliminated. They'd probably look at me and be like, Ted, come on. Our, Our fans are smarter than that of which I know you are. But what's amazing to me is that in the midst of this Sharks eight-game losing streak, you've had Arizona currently in the fourth spot go 3-7-0. and You've had St. Louis in the, in the five spot go 4-6-0. and So it's not like the two teams in front of you have had this stellar level of play or have had this incredible stretch where they're just pulling away from everybody else. I mean, they have been bad by all accounts to be in the playoff hunt and going three and seven and four and six over their last 10 games for both of those teams, respectively. The opportunity has been there time and time and time and time again for the Sharks. They've had every opportunity not to just climb into that fourth spot, but to really put a stranglehold on it and pull away. And they haven't done that in the slightest, and it's a massive missed opportunity. And yes, it is still there in terms of that opportunity. I'm not going to lie about that, but I'm not going to do the hoopla that I've been doing with the other highlights from the other games because it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good to come in here and say, hey, you know, we're winless in eight, but we're still in it because I know that's not what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, why is the team not performing at a higher level? Why are they making these mistakes? Why is the reaction not there that we all think should be there? Especially on a night where you are able to properly honor Patrick Marlowe in your own house and give him that incredible message on the pregame ceremony and all the guys chiming in and congratulating Patty and him obviously having an emotional reaction to that. And everybody was having an emotional reaction to that. I don't think you can watch any of that and see those guys say such kind things about their former teammate and current friend and not think, we need to go out there and do this for him. And I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but guys look for motivation. And I'm sure everyone in that room is looking at themselves and saying, let's win this for Patty. But then they come out and have a disaster of a start. And that's the word verbatim that Bob Booger used to describe it. That's not me being hyperbolic. But what's most frustrating after that point is that the Sharks play a decent game from that point on. Kozhenosh wasn't perfect, but he was definitely better than Martin Jones. And then the offense got into it late. And you can make the argument that they had taken their foot off the gas a little bit, Minnesota that is, and that's why the Sharks were allowed to get back into it. But the level of intensity and the overall, I don't know, involvement, I guess, from the team and their overall dedication on the ice was certainly better in the second and third periods than it was in the first period. And there's no reason for that. And that's what is most perplexing is that this is crunch time. You're being handed every opportunity from Arizona and St. Louis to climb back into this race. And you're still only six points out, which seems like a doable climb in terms of a deficit with nine games left to play. And they're not doing it. And not only are they not rising to the moment, but it's such the opposite end of the spectrum. They are literally floundering. And for me, it's the hope that they will play better. It is the hope that they will come back with a better response on the ice, that they'll look somewhat like the team that you think they are capable of being. But again, hope is not a strategy, as we are all well aware. And there's just no understanding what exactly we are seeing. I mean, that's what I keep on coming back to. I just can't wrap my head around why the team is having their worst stretch of hockey 
at the time they need to be their best. Because I know we have some young guys out there, but we also have Logan Couture. We have Vander Kane. There is Tomas Hurdle. There is Eric Carlson. There is Brent Burns. We are talking about experienced veterans who have played in big games. Patrick Marlowe, by the way. I mean, you go down the list. Timo Meyer, he's been in big games since the moment he came to this Sharks team. These are guys that have been there and done that and have been able to rise to the occasion step up to the moment, elevate their game, whatever you want to call it, but they haven't been able to do it. And when the Sharks were playing better a few weeks ago, it was Martin Jones leading the way, and they leaned on him heavily. And you wonder if that stretch where they were leaning on him wore him out because that's been an issue. You have seen his game have these moments over the years where it's been very, very good, but then it seems that it just goes away. It gets very, very streaky. And that seems to be part of the equation once again. And I obviously don't know if that is the reason why his performance is suffering, but it's something that has to be considered. Here's Bugner after the game last night on his decision to pull Jones. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, and it's tough to take that at this time of year. And, um, you know, we made some young mistakes, uh, you know, on the second goal. You know, there's a, there's a couple things that uh, went wrong there. And, and even on the third goal, we had coverage coming back um when Spurgeon scored and um you know again there was a it was another young mistake but uh yeah you, you need saves at the right time in the game we didn't get them early and now you're chasing the game and uh you know you'd love to come out of that tied or leading after one and and you know and build your game and keep getting better but we didn't get the chance to do that and I totally understand that if you go down one nothing early in a game that that's not going to put you in a good mental space but you've got to be able to bounce back to that Here's Logan Couture on why there wasn't a better response after that early goal. Also a good question. Uh, it's something that we got to figure out. You know, we're on our heels. We're uh, we're letting the game kind of come to us. And, you know, I take that upon myself to, you know, I've, I haven't been playing great. So, you know, w- when you're going through shitty times, you need your best players to step up and make plays. And, you know, I haven't been there for, for a while for us. And, you know, that's one of the reasons. So, but as a team, I mean, we got away from our structure for a little while. Uh, had some breakdowns that resulted in, in the back of a goal is going in the back of our neck. You know, we we responded hard in the third. You know, I'd like to hopefully we can build off that going into Monday. I mean, I get Logan Couture putting it on himself in that situation because he's the captain and he's the experienced veteran, but it's not like Logan Couture is the problem. He might not be the solution right now and he might not be at his best, but he is specifically not the problem. And it's hard to pinpoint one guy as the specific problem. It's the overall inability to keep themselves from making the same mistakes over and over again. Here's Bugner on the team's response to adversity early in the game. Well, we can improve everything. I think that, uh, you know, getting that first win, it would do wonders. I think uh, when you're not confident again and, and uh, you know, and, and it's baby steps. I think next game, I think, you know, Arizona, I know the team will be is having a solid start and trying to get a lead and play with a lead. It's been, uh, you know, we played with a lead in Vegas for the game one and, and, and we got out in front and went, figured out how to get a point out of that building. And, and uh, but you can't chase games, especially at this time of year. Everybody's tightened up. Everybody's playing detailed and, uh, you know, and everybody's uh, got their lines rolling. And, um, um, you know, we have to we have to make sure that at the beginning of the game, next game, we're, we're, we're ready to go and, you know, and, and get that first win. It's against a team that we're chasing and uh, somehow, some way we're still in it. One of the things that strikes me there is the potential necessity to break this down into literal micro segments of game. Whether or not Bob Bugner is going to do that, I have no idea. But it does literally feel like you need to break this down and say, the goal is to have a good first five minutes of the game right now because we cannot do that. And then from there, you say, all right, it's first five minutes. Can this turn into a good 10 minutes? Can this turn into a good 20 minutes? It sounds kind of ridiculous when you look at it from the outside, but I don't know what else Bob Boonder can really try and do right now because his team is winless over eight. And if the necessary reaction is breaking it down into micro segments, 
then maybe that's what he has to do. But there has to be some sort of unified response from the team. And that it's not the culture that I'm talking about here. And I'm not looking at a lack of effort, but it's distressing that the team isn't coming out with greater fire. It's distressing that the team isn't doing more to try and take the game by the neck early in the game. Because that's what you have to do if you're a good team. I mean, what did Minnesota do last night? They took the game 19 seconds into it. From that point on, the Sharks were chasing a game, and they didn't let their foot off the gas either. They were up 2-0. They were up 3-0. And that end of the first period, you're up 3-0. You, if you are a decent team, you should be able to cruise from that point on. And essentially, they did. I know that the Sharks grabbed a couple goals later on, but they were cruising. Minnesota was in control of that game from 19 seconds on, and everything after that point just hammered home that they were ready to go from the instant the puck hit the ice, and the Sharks weren't. And that brings me back to the idea of what Bob Bugner is going to be focusing on in this upcoming game against Arizona, and that's got to be have a good start. And the other question is whether or not he's going to start Kojanash or Jones, because right now Jones does not seem to be capable in his game. But as we go into this, the Sharks are looking at Arizona as the team they need to climb back into it against. they got to win these games. So does he go with the rookie or does he go with Jones? Last night, Kojanash gave you a better performance. Jones, of course, he's got the history. And you should be able to lean on your veterans at this point. You should be able to look at your team and say, these guys have the experience. They're going to be able to step up to the moment. They're going to be able to give you a performance that'll get you back into this game. But that's simply not been what is happening. They've not been able to rely on the veterans. They haven't been able to rely on the young guys. They haven't been able to rely on anyone. I mean, I know that Evander Kane has been a consistent scorer this year, but with the inconsistency that the entirety of the team has played with, it's not like you can point to him and say, Kane's going to get it done. A, because you need more than Kane, and B, because this team has not had a consistent form for a long time now. It's not like anything is setting up. It's not like you can say, wow, look at what the power play is doing, or wow, what, look at what the five-on-five play is doing and how they're developing offer opportunities and how they're working off the rush or any of these things that we hope they would be developing at this point of the season. There is a complete lack of identity for the Sharks right now. I cannot specifically point to them during a game and say, this is where opportunity is going to be born. This is where they're going to get themselves back into the game. That specific strength of which you could point to doesn't exist right now. And it's just such a complete contrast to where you've been over the last 15 years, right? I was talking to my wife about that last night and just saying that you realize now just how spoiled you were that with the Sharks previously, they were always going to get themselves back into a game or that there weren't losing streaks like this or that they were just always, you know, they had more talent. They had somebody who was going to step up to the moment and it seemed like the good times were never going to end. Right now, the good times have ended. You are in a losing streak that hammers home that reality that the writing seems to be on the wall, but somehow, some way, the Sharks are still in it just because they have not been mathematically eliminated and because none of the teams in front of them have been performing with stellar play either, they haven't had the ability to pull away. It's almost like it's prolonging the pain right now. I think if the Sharks were specifically out of it, you might see a little bit more of a bounce in their step just to take the pressure off because right now it feels like they can't do anything right. None of their efforts are being rewarded. None of their performances are good enough. Every game has had the same result. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. Winning is the best deodorant. It doesn't fix everything. It doesn't make all the problems go away. It doesn't mean that everything from this point out would be exceptional or anything. But they need a win right now because they can all smell it. They all look around at themselves. They all see the record. They all know what they're carrying into each and every game. They're carrying the baggage of this losing streak. They're carrying the weight of opportunity. They are carrying all that with them into each and every game. And I don't know if that's... Manifesting itself in a 
in a team that feels it needs to play perfect hockey, but it's certainly not manifesting itself in a team that is playing winning hockey. And I understand that the Sharks are at a talent deficit compared to Las Vegas, but when this season started, I felt that the Sharks were a better team than the Wild. Obviously, the Wild have been one of the surprises of the year with Kaprizov and the performance that he's brought. That's a huge part of the picture. But again, it's not like the Sharks are at an extreme talent deficit. It's not like it's a bunch of guys who have six games experience. They have established veterans. They have established players. They have superstars. And those guys aren't living up to their expectation. It's putting more pressure on the younger guys. They're trying to do too much. Everybody's trying to do too much. It's leading to, well, this, an eight-game losing streak. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we are going to get more into the reaction from last night's game and the tough times. You're on Morning Tide. Coors Light wants to help you catch a Sharks game from the best seats in the house. Just share a photo of your Sharks at-home game setup to sjsharks.com slash home ice for a chance to win Coors Light Silver Seats tickets, Sharks gear, and more. Winners will be chosen weekly, so post a pic showing how you watch the Sharks to sjsharks.com slash home ice today. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Must be 21 or older. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. It's not fun. It's, uh, you know, miserable losing. And, and uh, you know, this is the time of year when, especially when you're playing these teams, the Minnesotas, the Colorados, the, the Vegases of the world, that they're, you know, they're gearing up and, and uh, they're they're getting their game in the, in, in, in the best shape it's been in all year and getting ready and getting that playoff mentality. The rest of us are, are fighting for our lives and trying to stay at that level. And, uh, um, you know, and, and the, the, the margin of error is very, very small. And uh, and uh, as you saw tonight, and, um, you know, that's, that's the next level. That's where we want to be eventually. Um, we're not there right now. Uh, but yeah, that's where we want to be, and I think that's where we will be. Um, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on here. You guys see it. I mean, uh, you look at uh, you know, you look at Vegas's lineup in the last two games against ours. You look at Minnesota's. It's uh, a lot of things that got to go right to get uh, um, you know to get get a win, get back on track, and and uh, you know, and get some points. And uh, it starts from goaltending. Um, it starts from the giveaways to the defensive plays away from the puck, and and you know, of course, uh, you know, special teams. That's head coach Bob Bugner bringing us back on a Sunday morning here on Morning Tide. Of course, the Sharks coming off of another tough loss. Of course, this one most defined by the fact that they went down one goal 19 seconds into the game and were down 3-0 by the end of the first period. The question that was posed to Bob Bugner was whether or not his team was upset enough. His response. Oh, I sure hope so. Um, I'm, you know, I definitely am. I think uh, no one likes losing. I think that, uh, you know, I, I wanted our reaction. I, I thought it would be a little more emotion tonight. You know, that's one of the things I thought about after the per- first period. I mean, yeah, it didn't go our way, but, um, you know, you'd like to see someone go out there and make a difference, whether it's a, you know, a hit or, a, you know, you know, something to, to, to sort of ignite the, the energy. And, uh, um, you know, I know there's no crowd and I know it's there's not a lot of atmosphere in the building and things like that, but you got to create your own atmosphere. And I think that's what's most distressing right now is that you're not having any one player rise to the moment right now. I mean, earlier in the year when Logan Couture was not banged up as we all assume he is now, and I know that he wouldn't like me saying that because he would say that everybody's injured, but earlier in the year you had Logan Couture stepping up to the moment. He was putting the team on his back, and Evander Kane has been a consistent scorer over the course of the season, but you've only had one game this year where Eric Carlson took over and won the game for you. 
with his existing talent level and the way that he is capable of performing, he's got to be better than that. He has got to be good enough to go out there and win games for you. Same story with Brent Burns. Same story with a Timo Meyer. If the team isn't going to be good enough collectively right now, then someone has to step up and do it themselves, which I'm sure is counterintuitive to what Bob Bugner is saying because he doesn't want guys playing hero hockey. He wants them all to play within the system and try and make it work as a collective. And I understand that right now, but that's not working either. Nothing is working for the San Jose Sharks. Nothing is leading them to a better performance. And they've got to claw and fight and do everything literally perfectly to get out of this in conjunction with a transcendent performance. It's got to be one of these high-profile players. You You can't count on the young guys to do it. And I don't mean that that they can't be expected to perform, but they are not at that point in their careers. They are not at that point where they are able to take over games and do it themselves. Eric Carlson is. Timo Meyer can take over a game. These guys have the skill set. They've done it before. We've watched them do it. It's time for one of them to do it right now while they're still in the hunt. And I know I'm not trying to be patronizing by saying the Sharks are still in the hunt because they are. It just It's hard to feel that way when they're in the midst of an eight-game losing streak. You don't look at this and say, oh, yeah, this is a team that's going to make the playoffs. It's just kind of like, oh, I'd like them to win one game. Right now, they need to not focus on the playoff race. They need to focus on literally doing everything right to get themselves in a game. And I don't mean I don't mean focus on not making any mistakes because you're going to make mistakes over the course of a hockey game. You need to put yourself in a position to do small segments of the game correctly to give yourself an opportunity to win a game. I don't know if this is compartmentalizing, and I'm not trying to make it sound like micromanagement is what this team is needing, but they need something right now. They need a catalyst of a performance. They need to do all the small things correctly. They need to play a cohesive 60 minutes of hockey and essentially do the opposite of what they've been doing right now, which includes some sloppy play and some poor puck management, especially from the veterans. Yeah, I think it's contagious. I think it's a little bit of everything. I think that, uh, you know, on the too many men was a great example. I think that, uh, you know, Carly tried to go backhand uh, just inside our blue line and it got turned over and then it went to Rudy and, uh, you know, and then and then he turned it over as Cooch was changing and Gambrell was jumping on the ice and it went right to Gambrell's stick. So, you know, those, those things are contagious, I think. Uh, um, you know, we didn't do a very good job of managing the puck early in the game. And that's one of the things we talked about. We showed clips of Arizona not doing it the right way against these guys. LA last night, not doing it the right way against these guys. But, you know, we're trying to make plays. And again, I think you're down one, two, nothing, and you're chasing the game. You're trying to get, uh, you know, you're trying to create instead of just having the ability to just put pucks behind them and, you know, work off of four checks and spend some time and grind them down a little bit. Uh, um, you know, you get down a couple goals and, um, you know, you change your game. I think part of the issue is that too many of these established players that we're looking to for performances from the Sharks, be it a Brent Burns, be it an Evander Kane, be it a Logan Couture, Tomas Hurdle, etc. They have been on Sharks teams where that hero hockey would lead to momentum, where suddenly someone would step up and get them back into a game where they could momentarily play outside of the system and then bring themselves back into it, where they were able to get that transcendent performance where somebody just did it all on their own And then they came back to the team game, and that allowed them to surge and get themselves back into a game, put forth a better performance, obviously far better than what we're seeing on the ice right now because there is no no one specific answer for the Sharks right now. It's like I keep on alluding to. It's like you can't find an identity for this team. You can't find the strengths. We know the weaknesses, but there is nothing specifically that we're looking at with the Sharks where we are saying that is what they can rely on. 
And so that leads to everybody trying to do the hero thing, and they're playing outside the system. And when they do that, they are leaving gaps out there. They're leaving spaces and opportunities that the other team is taking advantage of, and you feel like that's something that shouldn't be happening at this point of the year, especially the missed assignments. More from Bugner. Well, again, there's some some new guys in our lineup, and, you know, I mean, take you through the... You know, you saw the first the first goal. That's not a coverage issue. Second goal, it was um, you know not uh, not covering up for RD who was was up in the rush. And uh, you know, and and even back, we, we we caught the guy coming back. We just didn't do a good enough job of of picking up his stick. I think it was Blitchy there. And then on the third goal, I think uh, Noah was back and uh, he misread the play. Um, you know, another new guy just got here. So you know, there's it's just uh, you, you know when you have an influx of players coming and going, um, sometimes those things are going to happen. But it's a tough time of year to have that happen and we knew uh you know going into the game that you know there's no secret look at their you know look at their lineup look at our lineup and and you know we're missing a little depth there and and you know it got us early let's let's be honest i mean uh second and third goal that's where it got us i'm sure one of the many frustrations for bob bugner right now is that he can see all the mistakes that his team is making but right now he doesn't seem capable of getting them to stop making those mistakes and I don't put that on Bugner. That's not him. That's the guys on the ice. Bob Bugner can only go so far in making these guys play the specific game they're supposed to. I don't know how you coach your way out of this one. When Bob Bugner talks about what he wants his team to do, I get it. It makes sense. But what we're clearly not seeing on the ice is a team that's doing consistently what is being asked of them. Missed assignments or what kill you. If a team beats you because their play gets you, I understand it. And we've seen the Sharks this year in some tight games where the other team puts forth some beautiful hockey, and sometimes there's nothing you can do to stop it. That's what happens sometimes. I go back to earlier in the year when Brent Burns literally had every player on the wild surrounding him and scored the game winner. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Sometimes you get beat by a talent. Sometimes guys go above and beyond. Now, I'm sure you can talk to members of the wild. They're going to talk about missed assignments in that situation. But you give up on his goals. You get beat by good hockey. You're going to be able to accept that. When you get beat by subpar hockey or when you get beat because you keep on shooting yourselves in the foot, those are the ones that stay with you. Those are the ones that frustrate you and you have you going back over the film and saying, here's where we didn't have to make a mistake. Here's where we didn't have to shoot ourselves in the foot. Here's where we didn't have to get behind by two and three goals at the end of the first period. That, I'm sure, is what's just absolutely driving Bob Bugner mad right now because he can clearly identify what the problem is. But what about Cooch? He's out there on the ice. He was asked how they get out of this. Hard work, man. You know, starts have been falling behind by one, two, three pretty quickly. And, you know, you can't wait and only play 20 minutes. And that's what we did tonight, unfortunately. Only played 20 minutes the right way. And, you know, we outscored him in the third, I believe. Three to one without that empty netter. So I uh, just wish that uh, we showed up in the first period and, and played better from the, the drop of the puck. And he talked about the lack of emotion at the start of this game that saw them down by a goal some 19 seconds in. You know, there should have been emotion. I mean, that ceremony is emo- emotional and uh, we all love Patrick in that room. So we should have shown up and at least played for him, played hard for, for a special night. And I mean, our family's first night that they got to watch us play in person and we stunk it up. So uh, nothing to... Uh, to really be proud about tonight for for us in that room. And, you know, we got nine games left, and we got to play a hell of a lot harder than we did uh, tonight. You know, next up for the Sharks, it's Monday night hosting Arizona, and then Wednesday night hosting Arizona. You have an incredible opportunity to get right back in this, but there's no evidence that that's going to happen. And because that is my immediate reaction, I am sure that's the immediate reaction of some of the guys, if not all of the guys in the dressing room right now, because they are not trying to make themselves unaware of reality. They are clearly aware 
of how poorly they've been playing, of how they have not stepped up to the moment, how they've not been able to take advantage of these opportunities. And again, I keep on coming back to this, how they're carrying that with them into every game. And you could see the shoulders slump after that first goal was given up. Martin Jones' reaction, even when he was playing better, if he let in an early goal, he didn't have that same type of reaction. Now Martin Jones is having that same type of tentative reaction in when he gives up an early goal. He's not playing aggressive enough after that point, and it feels like the entire team is either playing really tentatively or playing way outside the system to try and do too much. It's a lack of consistency, and I don't know if Bugner is going to bench somebody. I don't know if he thinks that's going to help or hurt at this point. I don't know who he would bench specifically, but something has to happen, right? There's got to be a breaking point where the team has a reaction to what's been happening and rises to the moment, or where they just continue to crumble. And that just leads to overall guys kind of being disengaged. And you hate to feel that disengagement, but you do feel like something needs to happen. Like somebody needs to, I don't mean get in a fight, but just something needs to happen. Somebody needs to create some sort of an emotional reaction in these guys before the game starts. But if Marlowe's record hasn't done it for him, what's the evidence that anything else is going to do it for him? I, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be at this point, but something needs to change. Something needs to send a message. Something needs to get this team to react, respond, put themselves in an opportunity where they can go out there and get two necessary points and then build upon that. Because if you do respond in these next two games, if you do have that emotional reaction, you can Forget this losing streak in a real hurry. If you come in with big performances against Arizona, who might I remind you are not playing great either. Neither are the blues. You know, they're both coming off a win, but it's not like either of these teams are playing like world beaters right now. Again, Arizona three and seven in their last 10 St. Louis four and six in their last 10. It's the sharks one, eight and one who have just been that much worse than those two teams, and that's why they have not been able to take advantage of the situation. That's why neither of Arizona or St. Louis have been able to do it. None of these teams are playing great. But the Sharks can forget all of that if they step up to the moment over these next two games and give themselves a chance heading into the end of the year. I don't know what it is, but at this point, something's got to give. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. We'll be back with you on Tuesday morning after Monday night's game against Arizona. Once again, the Sharks heading into the biggest two-game set of the year. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. Here come the Sharks. Blitfeld moving in. He's got a chance. Fire is He scores! Duncan Blitfeld, his first National Hockey League goal. What a rocket!